Hello. Yo. Welcome to Night Church. Um, yeah. Nah. Thanks for coming out. It's cool. I hope you're ready to be moved because shout was amazing, and I hope you're ready ready to get a touch from that. So let's start off with Casey. Hey, I would like to kick off tonight with my testimony. So, the last six months, um, last six-ish months, I've been in a ditch and isolated myself from the world. All I really wanted to do was just sit in my room and game. And at the time, I was doing a course up in Hamilton, which I was doing really well at. I was getting like first in my class, pretty much anything. So yeah, then I heard um, shout was coming up, and I tried to get out of going because I don't really want to go. And, yeah, so I didn't really want to go. My excuse was because I had one more week of course, and that was the same week that shout was going to go on, so that was my excuse. And then, funny enough, my tutor came up to me and told me, since you're going so well in class, you get the last week off. So I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really have an excuse anymore. So I got home, told mum and dad that I didn't have the last week off course, and instantly they said, you can come to shout now. So I rolled my eyes. And the night I was, went to bed and I kind of prayed about it with God. And he just said, remember what happened last year and the year before. And it was really moving to pretty much everyone who went. So yeah, the whole night I pretty much couldn't get any sleep just thinking about shout. So shout day came, we drove up. It was really long driving. And the first night... It was real moving to everyone. The lady came up and sung a solo, and it it gave shivers in my my bones everywhere. Yeah, so that night was amazing. I'm trying to find my notes now. Yeah, so um, on the second day, they, they started off with a praise song, and it was one of the praise songs that we heard from last year. So it was, like, my favorite song the whole time last year. So, you know, I hissed up the front and got into the mosh pit, you know, and just started praising God and worshiping God. And, yeah, it was so amazing. It was just so powerful because everyone was jumping up and down, praising God, not worrying about anyone else in the room who was beside you because you didn't know any of them because they were in Auckland. And um, they played a couple of praise songs. Then they got into when they got into the worship, and they played the song "Breaking Off Every Chain." And oh, how it spoke to me, and of my life. And God spoke to me, saying, "You're my son. Nothing else matters." So that make the most of this conference. And you know, a couple of tears rolled down my eyes. You know, <laughs> and yeah. And on Thursday, there was a preacher that spoke about the Holy Spirit, and it moved me very much. At the end of the message, he did an altar call, and he pretty much did a message about the Holy Spirit and how it can, like, touch you. So a couple of pastors went up and got prayed for the Holy Spirit, and they fell down. Like, So I really wanted that to happen to me, because, you know, that's pretty cool. So I went up the front, and a couple of pastors, oh, a pastor walked past me and started praying for me, and next thing you know, nothing happened. And, yeah, so I was, I was just, oh, it's okay, is it? And then I just stood there and still praised God. And another pastor walked beside me, and he prayed for me. And then I just, I was 
thinking I was going to fall over, but apparently I didn't fall over, and I just started shaking like I was in the North Pole. It was so cold. Yeah, so I was just shaking for a good five minutes. <clears throat> and then that pretty much finished. He wrapped it up, and I turned around, and all of the youth were on the ground. And I was like, oh, well. Yeah, so that, that day went past, and we went to the Wild, which was the Wild's, um, pretty much a youth conference in the conference. So like, a whole lot of youth go down and just praise God, and it's absolutely amazing. Like The worship there, you just, you just can't not jump. So good. On the last day, um, the last session, all of us were so tired it wasn't even funny. But God gave us all the energy in the world, so we ran to the front and praised and worshipped God for wherever. It felt forever anyway. It was truly like the best time of my life. If someone asked me, what was your, like, what's your favorite bit of your whole life? I would say one of those nights because it was just so good. At the end of the service, we started heading back to the cars and you would think I'd be tired, but no, God had a different plan and I just couldn't stop jumping up and down. Ask anyone, I was a bit crazy. Yeah. And we drove all the way back down to Auckland and you'd think, Right, we were all falling asleep in the car. No, we were not falling asleep in the car that night. So we got out and still jumped around crazy. Got home, turned out the light, said goodnight to everyone. As soon as I touched my head on my pillow, I was out of it. Um, so, and I've already got my ticket for next year because that's how amazing it is. So that's the end of my testimony. I want you guys to get encouraged and inspired that because while Casey was going through some stuff, he decided and he knew God called him to position himself. And when he positioned himself, he got to enter into a time of praise and worship that pulled him out of something that the enemy had, you know, allowed him to sit in and soak in because God's got better plans than that. So as we invite the band up now to to uh, enter into some praise, I want you to position yourselves to just give it all to God. You know, we, yes, we're not in no big conference and we're not uh, got thousands of people, but we are still worshiping the same God. We can still give Him all the glory and all the praise, and we can still dance and sing, and we can jump like there's no tomorrow. We can just freely worship God because as you enter into your praise, there is ability to pull you out of something. There's ability to break you free. There's an ability to, to transform your life. So I want to invite you, I want to encourage you to stand and, and join these guys as, they, as we praise God together. Give Him all the glory. He's an amazing God. Amen. Jump to your feet. Let's, let's give Him some praise. He's so worthy to be praised, isn't He? He's so good. He's so good. Grab a seat, guys. Grab a seat. What you may not know is that part of the, uh, I guess, the responsibility I put on these young guys as we took 21 of them up to shout this year is that they had to write a thousand-word essay on what they experienced. Uh, so obviously, see, Casey's shared part of his testimony, but I'm getting in on a regular basis these 
thousand word essays they had to be. Um, and it is just so powerful. So tonight we're wanting to get uh, at least five of them to share their testimonies of what they encountered because it's an encouragement. Their testimony is a, is a prophetic statement of Jesus and the transformation that he had in their lives. It's incredibly important as, as you support them and, and you partner with them because every time they are writing their essay or they're going back, they're, they're taken back to an encounter that they had with Christ. And taken back to a moment where the Holy Spirit absolutely just blew them away and some of them completely off the floor. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that is life-changing. Those are milestones in, in their lives. And, and so I want to uh, encourage you as these guys share their testimony. It's not easy being up here. Um, especially for young people and more so. But I want you to give them everything you've got. Amen? Amen. Awesome. So I'm going to invite up Camelia. She's going to share her testimony with us and then followed that by young Leah. So if you can come up back to back, that'll be really cool. So give her a warm, big loud shout of praise. Come on. First of all, Shout was amazing. We had so much fun. So I just want to thank all of you guys for helping us fundraise and just making it possible. So when I was in Shout, I had an encounter with God. For me, what I experienced was that I felt God was right in front of me. Like I could just reach out and touch Him. For me, what I experienced was that I felt um, and joy spread through my entire body. It was like this happiness that would never end. And that was why it was joy. Because happiness doesn't last forever, but the joy in God does. It all started on the third day when a preacher, David Hall, was preaching. He was preaching about how he went to a different country. And in that church, they didn't believe in things like instant healing and falling to our knees. All in all, all in all, after he said his message, everyone was falling on his knees. Then what happened was he called everyone down and who wanted to go down. But when he finished his message, he started calling some people from the bleachers and bringing them down and praying. And for them, and for them, they just collapsed. And then there was me just sitting there from my seat, staring at those people who I just saw randomly drop on the floor. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> because I had never seen anything like this in person. Then he called everyone who wanted to have an encounter with God to the front. And literally, the seats in the stadium were almost empty. And me wanting to have an encounter with God and drop to the floor, went down into the front where the leader. We, there were leaders that were going around praying for people as everyone basically collapsed. I didn't really have big expe expectations when I went down. I was a bit nervous if I actually was going to have an encounter with God. I wanted to have one... I knew that I loved God and I wanted to have an encounter, but I was a little bit nervous. What would happen? And when I went down there, I asked God if he thought I was ready to fall. 
I know it might sound a little bit weird, but right after I asked that to God, a lady came and started praying for me. And suddenly I just broke down and fell to the ground and started praising God and thanking him for everything he did. And tears were flooding out of my eyes and I was on the floor on my knees. I felt like a tingle in my spine had entered me. Like I could feel something rushing through my veins and fear escaped me. I could not just feel the Holy Spirit entering me, but joy as well. Because happiness is just temporary and joy is something that lasts forever. And that was the first time I really experienced real joy and that lasts forever. Because joy comes from God, and I will always remember that moment when I fell to my knees, because that's when God first showed me personally how great and amazing he is. And when I went to shout to help me get better relationship with God and have an encounter with him, but what happened to me at shout was something I wasn't expecting. So thank you for listening. So I walked into Shout having an expectation that God was going to change me, and that's what happened. In the first session, something that stood out to me was when Samuel Rodriguez spoke. He spoke about perilous. Everyone has been paralyzed by sin. The only way out is Jesus. Jesus is the only way to heaven. We are the ones who, ha- who are here to end the perilous of the world. God ignored the words that came out of our mouths like, I can't or won't. Those are some of the words that paralyze us from what God has for us. When we say these words, God pretends he didn't hear it. In session three, I learned from Dr. Patrick, he talked about the left and the right side of your brain and how it works. Your left side of your brain is knowledge, common sense, human knowledge, and many other things. Your right side of your brain is where songs, creativity, spiritual, tongues, and more come from. So when you listen to music, that turns on your right side of your brain, which connects to your spiritual. That's why when you listen to music, it helps you connect to God easier. When you have the right side of your brain on, it dims down the left side of your brain. In session five, Samuel Rodriguez spoke about a lady When she touched Jesus for her healing, then he went and touched the young girl, and she was healed too. When we touch Jesus, he touches the next generation. The last session that spoke out to me was in session six, when Sam spoke. He spoke about being filled with the Holy Spirit and what it was like being baptized by the Holy Spirit. I had the chance to go down to the altar call and experience the Holy Spirit. I went down and it was amazing to see how many youth decided to go down. I sung the song and closed my eyes. I put my hands up to worship him. So many people were falling in front of me and beside me. A lady called me up into a little bit of a space in case I I fell. She prayed over me with her hand on my head. The Holy Spirit rushed through my body and making me weak. My knees started to let loose, making me sway. I remember I fell quickly, but I don't remember the fall. I felt weirdly that my legs were like tucked under me. 
but the lady straightened them and she put them on Keelan. Keelan said that when I was about to fall, I said I felt dizzy, which I vaguely remember, but I thought this was on my head. And then he tried to reply, but all he could speak in was tongues. He also said I looked like I was battling, trying to grab the side rail. It probably looked like I was trying to fight the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit was like, nope, and I fell. (laughs) I think I passed out for a little bit, but I woke up filled with tears. I was so happy with what just happened. During shout, God showed me a picture of a grey field with flowers and trees. When I stood out in a place, it would fill with colour. I thought this mean by me stepping out and bringing colour into people's lives. I then went and got prophesied, and the lady, she saw a grey butterfly on the gallery wall, and then it gets painted with colour by the painter. I think the butterfly was... was me and I was being painted by Jesus and he wants me to tell them about Jesus so he can paint them. I will now speak the gospel more and take things God prompts me to do and do it. I will also praise and worship God like I did at Shout. I will put faith in God, not the destination. Encountering the Holy Spirit at Shout was so amazing. All I had to do was seek him. Matthew 7, verse 7 to 8 says, Ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking and the door will be open for you. The more I seek him, the stronger I'll grow in him. God's joy was everywhere when we, even when we were tired. Every time they started to do praise, most of us would rush down to the mosh pit. We had fun jumping around for Jesus, praising him with all the energy we had. Then we would worship him, putting our hands up and forgetting who was beside us, knowing God is here and not having to worry. Every person that shall either know or learn that there is power in the name of Jesus. I'm going to continue to build up from shout instead of going straight back to like I was before shout. And God gave me this verse, John five, fifteen to 16 says, The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. We should all go away and tell someone that Jesus has made us well. I'm going to continue from shout. Oh, I look forward to shout 2019. I can just remember them. Uh, most of us, the leaders, stood up on the stage, or up on our bleachers, as the youth are calling them, and watched them. And it's just like, just domino effect. And seeing, and seeing youth just, whoa, and that sort of stuff. But the, the fact that they came back and were just so blown away, you just can't experience that. They can't probably put it into words what it looked like and what it felt for them. It was incredible. It was so incredible. It was it was hilarious for some of the stories because I tried to talk to my sister and all. 
They could just speak in tongues. No English would come out because they were just taken back by the Holy Spirit was just flooding the place. It's such a powerful, powerful time. And you guys helped support that, like it was said in one of the testimonies. A great big thank you because you partnered with that and you supported them and you got behind them and you have created an opportunity for them to experience God in such a powerful way that it's kind of life-changing for them. I want to I want to encourage you as we enter into another set of, of, of worship just to acknowledge how amazing our God is. You know, He's so intimate, He's so passionate, and every single one of our youth that went had an encounter with God that's going to change their lives. And that doesn't just happen because they went to shout, it happens because they position themselves. So I want to encourage you again to position yourselves as we enter into worship this morning. May you have an encounter with God right here, right now. It's going to change your life. Open yourself. Be free. These young ones can do it. You, you oldies, a piece of cake. Come on. Let's jump to our feet and let's have an amazing time of worship. Let it all go. Let God. We're going to kick off a new song. This is a song that uh, was so powerful and shout. It's, it's one that the youth loved and it's, it's the king is here. Behold, the king is here. He is here. His presence is with us. So jump into it and give it all. Be blessed. Our God is a God who can move mountains and he will never fail us. Amen. Amen. So cool that our youth wanted to step out and, and pray for people. It's the hunger that they have to see God move and touch their lives just as much as they've been touched. They want to pass it on. They want to let you know that God loves you so much. It's so cool. Well, I want to invite Sophie to come and share her testimony, followed by Liam. So let's give them a round of applause as they each come up. That'd be really cool. Hi, I'm Sophie. Um, last year at Shout, there was an image stuck in my head which changed each day while we were there. Um, it began with God reaching his hand out to me and by the end of Shout 2017, he was lifting me up. I believe that this is the first time I really connected with God and gave my heart to him. This year, I wanted to step out more and not only, oh, and not hold back as much as I did last year. There were so many amazing speakers and one of my favorites was Pastor Samuel. Samuel was definitely one of the most impacting preachers in the world, and at all three sessions he spoke at, I couldn't stop listening, and I always learned something new. He said that we are not oh, that we are only one touch away from a suddenly, which encourages us to keep our eyes on God because we never know when our suddenly will be. Pastor Sam Monk told us how God will bless us with the discipline of delay and teach us to trust Him. This stood out to me because the first few days of shout, I found myself happy with where I was in my faith, but I couldn't feel a strong connection with God. I tried to touch God as much as possible, but I always wondered why others would be giving messages and prophecies while I hardly ever got anything. During session six, I felt like I couldn't speak or sing. I was captivated by people falling in the presence of the Holy Spirit as Pastor David touched their heads and prophesied over their lives. Um, it hadn't even crossed my mind that this could happen to me. Even when we all ran down to the altar, I couldn't talk. I decided to close my eyes and just raise my hands. 
and just try to reach out to God. Suddenly, I felt a split-second tap on my forehead, and just like that, I was gone. (laughs) I fell to the ground. I was alone with God, and to be honest, it was weird. Wow, God had blessed me with the discipline of delay, because this was worth the wait. All of the miracles in my life flashed through my mind, and the image of golden gates opening appeared. It was as if God was reminding me that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. I couldn't stop crying the entire time as I was filled with the Holy, with the Holy Spirit. It was like the most happiest time, or happiest I've ever been in my life. Before this um, amazing encounter, Dr. Patrick had talked about how we, he went on holiday and found that one in three hotel owners had covered themselves in hair conditioner by mistake like he had. The moral of the fun, funny story was that it's hard to be blind. I was blind because I couldn't see that God can use me in so many different ways, and I didn't think I had the opportunity at the time to have a suddenly moment like others were having right in front of me, and I was proved wrong. The next day, God blessed me again as I was prophesied over. This is when, along with many other things, I was told what my gift was, discernment. Honestly, I had no idea what that word meant, but now I do, and with it, I'd be able to speak into people's lives and use it for serving others. I have been given the gift of healing as well, which I will try to put into practice. The golden gates have opened, and now all I have to do is walk through them and learn how to walk this new path that has been opened to me. I was also told that I have the ability to be a silver fern netballer if I want to. God is good at surprises. My prophecy was filled with some other confusing things, like a ball in mid-air splitting into three. I trust that the meaning of them will unravel as I, ingr- as I continue to grow in my faith. In session five, Pastor Samuel also spoke about how we need to reach out to God and he will use our broken pieces to do great things. A sign that God has purpose for your life, you're not dead. We need to stop <laughs> We need to stop focusing on what we don't have and praise God for what we do have. I used to spend some of my time focusing on what others have that I don't have. But at Shout, I realized that I also have things that they don't. And for some people, that is God. Because of this experience, I have more trust that God does things for a reason. And I know that nothing's more powerful than saying, in the name of Jesus, which is now a quote that the youth use more than we probably should. I will remember from Dr. Patrick that even those who don't believe in God are thirsty for my influence. And I'm going to try and explore the gift that God has given me. Even when things don't happen right away, I'll continue to pray and thank him for being with me along the way. I've been praying for a mentor for a while now, and my shout experience will help me to be patient and know that God is teaching me to trust him. It will be impossible to forget shout 2018, my suddenly being filled with the Holy Spirit and my prophecy, the important messages given by the preachers, and the crazy time we had praising in the mosh pit, the Italian keyboard player, and I was terrible driving. I'm already excited for Shout 2019 because it's definitely the highlight of every year. I'll leave you with a verse from Psalm 37, verse 7. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. You don't know what you have in store. Um, So uh, I'm sort of going to 
go a little bit off my script because I feel like God is saying to me that it's going to be, it's going to feel so much more real if I just talk to you and that, and, and he's, he's going to talk through me and yeah, this is going to be awesome. So, um, uh, Shell was a revolutionary life-changing experience. Because of that experience, I've decided on lots of things on a change in my life. Um, one of those things uh, was health. God put health on my on my heart. Um, I've I'm really bre- blessed to have uh, really amazing parents that pro- provide me um, healing food every night uh, and every day. And um, I do get good amount of exercise and so on. But I feel like God is telling me that I need to do more for his temple because our bodies is his temple, so we need to respect it. Um, and so this week I've been motivated not just to have quick little snacky foods, but uh, really enjoy cooking sustainable meals that will uh, energize me throughout the day. Like just the other morning I had an incredible uh, breakfast. I can't believe it's still breakfast. Uh, it's called chia seed pudding. Uh, yeah, it's it's basically like these tiny little seeds, coconut cream, blueberries, and you can put a whole lot. Oh, okay, there we go. Um, we also watched a documentary recently. Um, God is just putting stuff in front of me. Uh, he's put, got a health in my heart, so he showed me this documentary um, about how uh, over the years, um, all these big companies, food companies, Kellogg's, um, all the cereal companies, uh, yeah, all those type of people there um, basically paid the government to... Uh, put carbohydrates, more carbohydrates into our diet. So um, uh, carbohydrates is the perfect um, perfect food for businesses because it's addicting and it makes you hungry and hungrier the more you eat it. Um, and in the documentary they talked about how fat is actually the food that God gave us in animals and plants and stuff to be healthy and to, um, yeah, to be more healthy than what man can make. So, yeah, that was really interesting. Um, I've also done some intermittent fasting. Um, uh, So that's like when you don't eat from dinner to breakfast or you don't eat breakfast. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, everyone does that. Um, no, 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 you don't eat until lunchtime, um, and can I tell you, if you don't eat breakfast, you get pretty hungry, and um, if you, once you eat lunch, you enjoy your lunch so much more when you're really hungry, and the reason for that can be lots of different things, but for me, it's more about healing, because uh, it gives time for your digestive tract to um, actually heal, so it doesn't have to digest the food all the time. Uh, so, yeah, that was really cool for me. Um, I've really enjoyed, uh, I've had heaps of fun learning from my mom uh, in the kitchen, learning heaps of uh, cooking tips and 
uh, yeah, how to be healthy, and I've uh, seen the fruit of my labor in the kitchen. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, and I also drank some bone broth, which sounds disgusting, but it is amazing. Um, yeah, so God has opened my eyes to enjoy the simple things in life, like cooking and eating. Yeah, so um, because uh, so this seems like a disaster, but turned out to be really good. I actually lost my notebook that I'd been writing notes throughout the Shout Conference right at the end of Shout, and I think it's in the Spark Arena still. So um, I lost it there, which basically gave me the only option was to go into my Bible and find all the scriptures myself from memory. So... Um, this was no coincidence. Can I tell you, I have never read my Bible this much in my entire life. Um, and not just my little, you know, scheduled daily reading, but uh, just an overwhelming addiction to God's Word. Uh, I found myself wanting more and more and more, just going back, oh, I just want to read a little bit more, you know. Um, and I'd find the scripture I need and then just read on a bit, and read on a bit, and a bit more, and a bit more, and I just keep going, and I get lost in His Word. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so God's equipping me through His Word to, with the tools that I need to go out and do His work, and live my life His way. Uh, so at the Shout Conference, there were lots of really cool songs, but one stood out in particular, Promises from uh, Quipper's Revolution, and there are basically three lines in it that encompass everything that I've learned at Shout. First uh, line goes, I'm believing in what you've said, and it says, I'll trust when it doesn't make sense, and then I believe in your promises. So, let's start with I'm believing in what you've said. This for me is a question I should be, and I believe you guys should all be asking yourselves daily, do I really believe in what God says? Does it show in my life? We sing, I am a child of God. But do others see us as children of God? First uh, John chapter 3, verse 9 to 10 says, Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. This has encouraged me to be constantly and consistently thinking about my actions and what I, what I say. <sighs> okay. So when I search for this next scripture... Oh, man, God smashed me in the gut. Okay, so Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 to 48. You've heard what the Lord say, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But truly, I say to you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. He sends his rain to the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, wait, hang on. If you love only those who love you, 
What reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you're only kind to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even the, uh, wait, yeah, even the pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your heaven, uh, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. So the first couple senators, sentences say that you should love all people, not just those who love you. Think about for that that. Think about that for a second. If you were to only love those who love you, you've got a problem. That's a chicken and egg problem. <laughs> so, um, Jesus fixed that by showing us his, love, us his love first so that we can go and show other people his love and then it can spread. Um, I've experienced God's love and I can tell you out of the bottom of my heart no, um, out of the bottom of my heart, no matter how bitter that person is, I cannot hold back from sharing God's love with them. It is something I now believe all people must have the opportunity to experience. I really believe if everyone did this, we could have an exponential movement of love engulfing the globe with God's fire. Do you guys want that? I sure do. Because of my shared experience, I've not just been inspired, but I feel I am now obligated by the creator of the universe, the almighty God, to spread his love. Our purpose on earth is not to get a good job and have a nice family, or even to good, do good deeds. Because without faith in God, nothing really matters. Think about it for a second. If there is no God, nothing, there, there's no reason for anything to exist. Um, that means that everything is just a big cosmic accident. There was a big explosion, and whoop de doo here we are. But if there is a God, if there is a God, then He created us in His image, which means that we have God's, we us, we have so much value, we have the value of God, which, and that means also that God placed every single atom in this universe painstakingly for our enjoyment. Every living thing molded and formed by the potter and almighty, slow to anger, just God with love beyond understanding. Take your pick at which one you believe. I've chosen God. I believe I do have a purpose in this world and that I am loved, I am healed, I am whole, and I am saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, the one and only Son of the living God. I have learned that God's word is like a pastor parcel. Each story has multiple layers and each person can take something different from it which they can use uh, which they can apply to their lives at that moment. You can even go back later, read it again, and God will show you something different from it. So the next line of the song says, I'll trust when it doesn't make sense. So often we go through tough times, eventually dig ourselves into such a hole that no light reaches us. We're completely isolated. 
I can say I've gone through this a few times. And at that place, you can't see the good in anything. You can't see the light. But when you look back and see what God has saved you from, you realize how much greater and bigger His plans are for you. There is always a reason. And it might not make sense at the moment, but it will make sense eventually. I see this happen to me almost every day. Something bad happens, and a while later I look back on it, and I understand why it happened, and then I thank God for teaching me that lesson. I thank Him for teaching me by allowing me to step in the small potholes so I know to walk around the big ones. God uses every millisecond of your life for His glory whether that be good times or bad. He only ever wants the absolute best for you. And if that means a little bit of pain now, and uh, rather than a lot of pain later, I'll do it. Great piece of scripture to do with this is Psalm 23. You guys should all know this one. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Wow. God is our shepherd, guiding us through the dark valleys as well as leading us by peaceful streams. This represents the good and the bad times, but he is always there. The Bible says God is omnipresent, all places and all times. Even when he seems quiet or distant, he is still there guiding you. When I wasn't feeling the best, I used to dread having to do the dishwasher, having up the washing, vacuuming. But God has showed me how much of a privilege it is to do these things. Just the fact that we have a dishwasher, we have clothes to wash, and we have a floor of a warm, healthy home to vacuum is an incredible blessing. Now I've realized, I've realized I should enjoy these things because I'm not doing it for myself or my parents. I'm doing it for God. Because of that experience, I've finally woken up to the majesty that is God's creation. Every breath we breathe is an experience we should savor. Every time your card accepts at the grocery store, you should be jumping for joy. And every time you put food in your mouth, it has been provided to you by God. These are all blessings we take for granted some days. I've seen countless blessings poured out onto my family and I. And because of that, I've seen that dwelling on the things that I don't have is useless. Um, And even worrying or stressing about things of this world is pointless. Because when you have God, you have everything. One story that reminds me of this 
is that of Adam and Eve. They had the world. They had everything. But still they were unsatisfied when they couldn't eat from the forbidden tree. They were told they could have more knowledge and be like God. But they completely forgot about the probably millions of trees, plants, and animals God had already created for them to enjoy. But yet they focused on the one thing they couldn't have. So the third line of song, third line of the song promises says, I believe in your promises. Let's have a look at some of God's promises. I'm excited for this one. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I believe God's word is like spiritual food. So don't starve yourselves. I have in the past and not even realized how hungry I am, but now I am indulging in God's word. The joy I have received from, from his word is unexplainable, unbelievable. Here's another promise. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. I believe God doesn't let... I believe God doesn't let bad things happen to you for no reason. He will always teach you something from it, strengthen you, or in my case, open my eyes to show me how incredibly blessed I am. Here's another one, 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And of course, John 3.16. For God loved the world so much that he sent his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. I could go on forever. God's word is full of promises. And I have decided I will build my life on it because it is a firm foundation, which will not be shaken. A cool, a cool acronym someone told me once is that the Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. And it is. It's like the manual of life. So stop trying to do everything by yourself and just read it. What I've shared with you tonight is only a fraction of what God has taught me. I've been constantly prompted to write and let my ideas flow. And flow they have. Um, I'm going to end by telling you about my encounter with God during the shower conference. So I fell over twice by the power of the Holy Spirit. First time the pastor speaking made the altar call and anyone it said anyone who would like to be filled with the Holy Spirit and come to the front and receive, come down. Well, and, and I thought, well, that's me, isn't it? So I ran down, jumped up on my feet, didn't worry about anyone else. And I went down there and, uh, expecting God to fill me with this Holy Spirit. So when I was down there, uh, I was thinking to myself, we've been here two or three nights, and I, I haven't really felt that Holy Spirit encounter like I did at the end of last year's shout. And I was really longing for it. So I just said, you know, God, I want your Holy Spirit inside of me. Um, and I just put up both my hands, and I, I just sang the worship song. And not, not too long after that, 
uh, someone came over. I don't know who it was because my eyes were closed. But they started praying um, that I would be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, and before they could even finish their sentence, I was down on the ground. Just boom. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they got down and they tried to keep praying for me. But I was in a different place. I was just lying there. I couldn't speak in English like some of the other people were saying. I just spoke the heavenly language, praising God, crying like a baby. Um, yeah, it was just the most peaceful and the most loved I've ever felt in my whole entire life. Because of that experience, I choose to receive this holy fire so that when I... so that and that it would stay inside me for the rest of my days, that that fire would continue to burn inside me so that when I open up to the world and let people see my light so that my light can shine, that people would be drawn closer to me so that they'd also feel the warmth of God's love through me. So I pray that God would bless you just as he has blessed me and that everyone here would know love, God's love like I've experienced it. I'd also just like to really thank everyone who um, uh, participated to getting all the youth up to the Shout Conference. Um, your $5 will be turned into 50 people saved. So I really believe that. And I believe that all the youth have been touched um, and that they would go and live their lives filled with the Holy Spirit. And I really pray that you wouldn't uh, lose that fire inside of you, that you would continue to read his word because that's what feeds that fire and that you'd protect it. Yeah, thanks for listening. Come on. <laughs> awesome. Isn't God good? Come on, isn't God good? Yeah, he's always good. Position yourself to receive. Shout's a very lonely time if you're a leader because everybody's down the front on the floor or jumping and singing, and, you know, Kathy braved it once and came back with a cracked rib. She's tough times down the middle down there, but it's, they had an absolute brawl. And now uh, I want to encourage you to continue to support these guys. You know, last year at the end of, end of Shout, they, the preacher made this phenomenal statement is that they go and get their balloon filled up. And it's very important that these guys tie a knot in that and so it doesn't seep out. And you guys have a responsibility to keep filling that balloon in their lives, to keep partnering with them and what they're doing, which means investing in them, getting them into the opportunity, into the environments where they can encounter God, getting them into the prayer space and prayer meetings and the things that we have here at church. As parents, it's our responsibility to steward them and create that opportunity for them. A lot of them can't get there unless you take them. So I want to encourage you guys to... Your investment into them is, like Liam said, it's life-changing. That final statement that your $5 is going to change 50 people's lives. Come on. That is incredibly powerful. And it's prophetical, I believe, because these guys are going to change their, their culture. They're going to change their, their school environments because they've got a fire in them that will not be quenched. They're determined to not let that fire go out. And you have a role to play in feeding that. So continue to support them. Continue to gather around them and encourage them. Okay, they need mentors. They need people to follow. So if that's you, if you've got a heart, 
to mentor, then come and see myself or one of the youth leaders because we've got people hungry, young people hungry to, to walk alongside someone. Amen? I want you to give it up for these young guys because they've done extremely well. Come on. There you go. Just a quick advert before we leave for 2019. The shout tickets are already out. Um, they only put a limit on how many we could pre-purchase this time and the cost has gone a little bit more expensive. But I don't think you can put money on what they've experienced. Amen. So uh, if you want to sponsor someone, if you want to get along yourself, it's not just exclusively youth. You know, I've got Dave sitting in there and I think he had the time of his life. He, he had a car full of seven young guys chanting his name. Dave, Dave, Dave. You know, they wrote me a letter saying, can we please only go in Dave's car? He's amazing. You know, it was, it was cool. It was so, so powerful to see you know, these guys are surrounded by the adults that are loving on them. And you can come. It's not just exclusive for youth. You don't have to go down to the mosh pit and jump around and crack your ribs. That's cool. You come and join us in the bleachers. But uh, I want to encourage you to invest. In 2019, invest into these young people throughout the year. If you've got a passion for youth, come and see us and get involved. May God bless you. May the the investment that you sowed be multiplied like the fish and the bread and the baskets. Don't forget the baskets because they collected 12 baskets left over of bread and fish. Where did they come from? Yeah, God created that as well. Come on. So continue investment because God will multiply it. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart as a leader. You've got no idea, you know, you've heard the testimonies, but to see them stepping out into their own faith, it's life-changing. And uh, I want to bless you. I want to thank you for your love for these guys. And may God bless you and may he keep you and may his face smile upon you. We serve an amazing God. Amen. Be blessed. Thanks for coming out and supporting these guys. Love you guys. Amen.